Welcome to the Clear River View podcast, the only podcast dedicated to the river cruise sector. Now, my name's Andy Harmer. I am your host. I'm also the managing director of Clear in the UK. And in this episode, I chat to Tom Morgan. Now, he is head of trade UK and Ireland at Riviera Travel. And here's what Tom had to say. Tom, thank you so much for making time to talk to us today. You have been at Riviera forever, it feels like, in many <laughs> ways. Uh, but how, how long have you been with the company? Yes, I've been at Riviera nine years now. And I think I keep telling everyone it's seven because I don't count the pandemic years, really. I think right. we're all trying to just block them out. So, yeah, yeah no, it's actually my uh, ninth year this year. So, uh, yes, I managed to hand on in there. Well done. And your role has obviously changed and evolved over those years. And presumably Riviera is quite different yeah. today to how it was nine years ago as well. Yeah, so when I started at Riviera, uh, so I started, came into travel completely new, so I had, had, had no experience, so took a chance on me, and it seems, seems to have worked out so far anyway. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was only about 105 members of staff or so in the office, and I remember when I started, we were all sat together, so there's one small bit of the office where us finance ops, everyone sat there, and we're now where it's about uh, 230 full-time yes. in the office now, so we've grown quite a lot. Um, you know, we were uh, still owned by the founder when I started. Uh, now we you know we you know we've been sold on since then. But you know, we've expanded the product range and um, the actual offering we've got has diversified a lot in that time. Um, I know we're here to talk about River Cruise, but mm. before I do that, I should mention, of course, Riviera doesn't just do River Cruise. No, <laughs> so you, no. So you, you do lots of other stuff. So why don't we just mention that, get it out of the way, and then we can focus just on your river. <laughs> no, that's fine. So, yeah, so 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 we do do river cruise. Obviously, that's what most people seem to know us for. Um, in fact, we're actually more of a – we actually sell more tours than we do river cruises, um, which I think everyone forgets. Uh, we actually take around sort of 60-odd thousand away on our escorted tour program. But basically, if you want an escorted tour uh, anywhere in the world, we will do it. So from Paris and Belgium, uh, Paris and Bruges, right through to the Galapagos and um, New Zealand, we, we basically do it. Um, so the touring program is is certainly growing. Long haul is particularly popular. Um, just, to avoid, just to avoid any confusion, so internally we class our long-haul river cruises as long-haul tours. Um, right. But actually... Um, we do actually do long haul. So we actually do Mekong, the Nile um, as well from a river cruise point of view, which uh, we probably don't talk about that much, but we definitely offer it. OK. And presumably that's because actually if you go to somewhere like the Mekong, then you're more than likely to add on pre and post tour. So it becomes a bit more of a tour product than a river. Yes. Product. Yes, correct. Correct. Yes. But, um, you know, the, the Nile in particular has actually sold really well this year. Um, so, you know, we, it's actually actually done better than probably the amount of advertising we've put in for it um done but yeah. no, it's, it's, it's selling really well uh, yeah and actually it, it's certainly a trend that we've seen across the river sector that the nile has proven to be more, more popular each year which is which is great actually it's a great okay. destination um let's talk about your european river cruise products then so okay. in terms of number of ships and the rivers that you offer give us a give us a taste Yes, yeah, so we've got um, 11 ships in Europe, um, got 23 different itineraries, um, which has definitely grown in my time since I've been here. Um, I think the new ones for us really, and, and the sort of big sellers, if we sort of go like that, I mean, popular destinations for us is always going to be our Danube cruise is, is number one. Um, 
Giro has actually, sort of when I started at Riviera, Giro was a bit of a niche river back then. Um, right. And not many people really seem to sell it or talk about it. It's actually been our second best selling river this year um, and done done really, really well. Um, and then the the Rhine, sort of the traditional hour uh, cologne to bars itinerary of, of all the Rhine ones has, has sold really well. So they're the three, three big sellers. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, just from our point of view, they're always going to be our top three just because that's what we have the most capacity on. That's where sort of the market dictates. You know, you see the Daniel in particular is a really good one for getting people into river cruising because it's it's more like city breaks, isn't it? You know, as we as from the conference in Vienna, you know, you're doing Vienna, Budapest, Bratislava. Yeah. So you're doing lots of great little cities. So that's always always a really popular one. Mm. Um, we've added some new itineraries over the last sort of 12, 18 months. So this year we're sailing, we have a clone, uh, so we have an Amsterdam to clone itinerary, uh, which is new for us. We've also added some 10 day cruises in as well. So Riviera historically, we've always been sort of seven nights with just, you know, we've had a couple of itineraries that are two weeks. Um, so we've always had a, a Budapest to Black Sea itinerary and yeah. a uh, clone to um, Budapest itinerary, which is two weeks. And we've had the Christmas markets, which is a little bit shorter. But now we've sort of added uh, on the Rhone and the Seine um, and on the Dan, you've added some 10 night itineraries which have actually sold really, really well. I think it's sort of hit a bit of a nice sweet spot for those customers right. that want this thing a bit different as well. Um, also new for us as well, which we'd never, we'd always sort of, we, we've always done, so we've always done post-cruise extensions, which is actually more like a little my guided tour. So you get a tour manager, you get right. excursions included. It's, you know, three nights, really, really nice. But from feedback from our customers, they wanted a bit more versatility as well. So we've actually added the ability for agents to add a pre or post cruise stay on any one of our itineraries. Um, so we just, we, we, you know, they basically just contact us, tell us what they're looking for. We'll package it up. We can pretty much book any hotel they want, uh, any sort of any length on that for them as well. And then great thing for agent point of view as well. All that's commissionable at your normal rate as well. So, right. you know, we can add, add do commission on that as well. So it's a great little add-on that's proven very, very popular. And and presumed that, that allows that add-on allows the travel agent and Riviera to offer something fairly bespoke and fairly different to some of the other uh, competitors out there, which is great. Yeah, no, it has it has done. It's been it's been it's, it's gone down really well. Same with our um, door to door. We've done door to door is new for us as well this year. So it's um, it's an optional extra for people to add on. Okay. Um, but we can service that. It's if I'm being totally honest, it's it's definitely more than if you were to book a local taxi to the airport. Right. But it's not a, it's not ludicrously more. Yeah. And obviously, then it becomes part of the package, so it's fully protected, um, which I think is what the customer has been really looking for post pandemic. So um, what I was actually saying is 50% of our inquiries for this sort of we're calling it um, travel concierge, this package right. where you can add on door to door and things like that. But actually 50% of our inquiries from agents are for the door to door add on. So that's, oh, wow, that's the great. most popular, definitely. Can I, can I just go back to your tenant itineraries? Because I think mm. it's really interesting that you now offer that because I, mm. I think most people think about a river cruise as a seven-night option or, as you say, for some of those longer ones, certainly a two-week option. Does that mean you, you go the same distance, you have the same start and end point and you just visit other places along the way or do you go slightly further? Uh, going slightly further on some okay. of them, it depends on the river. So um, yeah. on the same, we're sort of covering the same distance, but actually we're just spending a little bit longer and doing more excursions. Um, 
which is, is generally sort of been the feel of it. But okay. on a couple of others, we're, we're actually adding a little bit more distance in there. But we're very conscious when we're doing our itineraries, though, Andy. I think you know, one thing that customers really like about Riviera is we are a UK-based company and we design our river cruises for the UK market. So we try and give you more time in destination okay. and less time sailing because what we find is you know, the Americans, the Australians, they come over, they might only come over once every couple of years and they want yeah. to do an awful lot in a short period of time. Whereas we find our customers actually probably do one or two river cruises every year. So really good example for us is in um, on our Rhine. That's why we start in Cologne and lots of us start in Amsterdam because that gives us more t- time right. when we're doing the Rhine. Actually, when you get to Basel, you can go off and see the mountains and spend more time in Lucerne and all those nice pretty bits yeah that, that's what we try and really gear it around um you mentioned kind of what makes riviera slightly different and so mm. i was going to ask you firstly are all of your guests on riviera ships are they is it all british on board or is there an international feel to some of them yeah so it's not all british um i'd say it's probably about 97 percent british okay. though um we do sell um we do have some customers coming from the us and yep. australia uh we so we only speak in um Okay. really selling into English-speaking countries because yeah. we, we often find that it's a nice romantic idea to sort of, if we're sat with the Italians and the Germans, yeah. we'll all speak together, but actually the reality is probably <laughs> the English speakers keep themselves the English speakers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, pretty pretty much all British, so we gear it around that market, so, you know, Marmite is available in the uh, in, in the in the restaurant for breakfast, for example. Um, okay. You know, tea and coffee is in every cabin. Uh, okay. Sorry, tea and coffee making facilities are in every cabin, yeah. and we actually fly tea over from the UK, uh, so it's your familiar, you know, Yorkshire tea or PG tips. I'm um, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm one of everyone even calls me weird, but I don't actually drink hot drinks. So um, what? Probably, yes, that's and, definitely uh, no, weird. I <laughs> know. So I get a lot. Of, I get criticised a lot for this, um, <laughs> but um, yes, I guess absolutely love it. Um, yeah. So yes, we we often get you know PG tips delivered. We send it out from the office every season, so the customers know what they're getting. So and it's a, a very popular fa- favorite with them. I'm sure. And then in terms of the feel of the experience on board, so so it's obviously predominantly British. And as you said, there's a couple of touches to make it very appeal to the British market very much. But is it a relaxed? Is it contemporary? Is it, you know, what what's kind of the onboard experience? Yeah, it's definitely definitely much more relaxed. Um, I think there's certainly perception with River Cruise that I'll be honest, you know, yes, customers on River Cruise are, you know, slightly older than the Ocean Cruise yeah. um, demographic. You know, I think on Ocean Cruise, I think from your report yesterday, about 58 is the average age or 50, something like that. It's down to about 56, 55.8. 56. So for, for us, it's sort of in the early early 60s, you know, not massively yeah. different. But I think there's a little bit of perception of River Cruise. I think River Cruise is still a little bit behind Ocean in terms of that perception. You know, maybe we're, where Ocean's perception was, you know, six seven eight years ago um but it's definitely a lot more relaxed than, than people think so we don't have dress code on board our ships you know it is very much smart casual yes customers choose to dress up on certain nights yeah but but it's always been my experience certainly when i've done fam trips taking agents out been on myself you know you know smart jeans and a polo shirt is more than acceptable yeah. for dinner and you know it's, it's really casual feel like i say we keep the pace pretty relaxed on on board there 
Um, the ships, I wouldn't say that they, I wouldn't say they're contemporary, but they're definitely not old fashioned and stuffy. They've got a really nice, quite bright, airy um, sort of appeal to them. I think the real nice thing about river cruises as well is everyone has this, unfortunately, just due to the nature of the locks and the rivers, all our yeah. ships from the outside almost look identical. Right. But actually, as, as you all know, Andy, when you've been on board, when you go in, it's like going into a TARDIS, they're a lot bigger yeah. inside yeah. than yeah. anyone gives them credit for. And so as you walk in, you go, oh, hang on, where's all this space suddenly come from? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, so you know, our lounge and public spaces are really big and spacious. You know, so when you go down for um, go down for food, you know, we've got two different dining options on pretty much all our ships as well. So you know, and it's open seating. You know, we don't have this sort of fixed dining time. It's you know, very much open seating, open time. Go down. It's it's you know, it's your holiday. It's to relax and enjoy yourself. But you never feel crammed in. You know, it's always plenty yeah. of space. Um, and that's the thing I really like about River Cruise. Also, like the fact you can't get lost in a River Cruise ship because there's only three corridors to walk up and down and they're completely straight lines so that's always i think a nice little benefit from from some of my experiences of ocean where i've managed to get myself lost on ships quite easily yeah if you get lost on a river ship in terms of where your cabin is then there's something seriously wrong but um there is there is um and you mentioned dining and dining is obviously an important part of anybody's holiday so it's open dining so is it one restaurant and then people can choose within a certain limit uh so basically on so just excluding the juro because um so all our ships have two restaurants. Uh, the only reason the Juro doesn't have two is because it's a much smaller ship to navigate the locks, so we don't yeah. have the space for it. Uh, but generally, it's all two restaurants. Um, like I say, open seating, open dining. And what we do is we keep the tables as generally um, twos, fours, and sixes. The reason okay. we don't have really any tables bigger than six is, as you know, from um, any sort of travel event you go to where there's quite big tables. Yeah. As the table gets bigger, you start shouting over each other to be heard. <laughs> So we keep it a smaller table, so it actually keeps the feel of just more conversation, a little bit more relaxed. So you go in uh, and basically you can just, you know, where there's space, you can go sit yourself, you know, the HD will sit you. And then our second dining option is only for about 25 covers max. There are tables in there in twos and fours. Definitely a little bit more intimate on the ship sort of built post-2017, which is majority of the fleet. Um, the kitchen's actually open and all the food's cooked in front of you as well. Um, wow. That restaurant you do book into but there's no surcharge for it. So it's just so we can manage numbers and the sittings. Um, but that restaurant at lunchtime, for example, turns into a sort of more of a relaxed, like build your own burger type restaurant, which is a really nice feel to it. Um, yeah. And then also new for this year, just so aware, Andy. So we've also um, changed lunch on board. So we always used to do lunch as buffet. We're actually doing it as serve mains now. And that that's just due to feedback from our customers um a little bit to help reduce food wastage a little bit on the environmental side um but that's gone so we just launched that for this year we've done our sort of first month of sailing this year and the feedback's been really really positive so something we'll be definitely keeping tell me a little bit um about your destination experiences because obviously many people river cruise just for the destination and of course the onboard experience is really important so do, do you offer a range of excursions? Are they included? How does it work with Riviera? Yeah, so all our excursions are included. Um, so, you know, when, you, when you're buying River Cruise, we're actually getting your flights, your transfers, all your excursions included. And as you know, the excursions is, is the big thing. Um, we don't do a range of excursions. Um, it's something we're looking into potentially for 2024 onwards. But at the moment, okay. we it's the one excursion. And I would say what we generally do with our ex, uh, experiences, it's more of a... You see the main sites and get a feel of the place. And but then because we've got that extra free time, then you've got the free time to explore. Right. So, yeah. you know, in Budapest, for example, 
we'll do a tour where you go to Buddha and Pesh. You know, you go see the main site. So you go see uh, Hero Square. You know, we'll take you down by the Parliament Building. And you know where there's um, the very touching memorial um, yeah. to yeah. to to World War Two. Uh, then we'll go over and see the the castle. Spend some time around the castle. But then we're giving customers that free time to go and explore, wander, do their own thing. Um, but we will do a guided tour in absolutely every stop. So um, historically, sort of pre-pandemic, there used to be a couple of really small towns, which was more free time, but we will now always give you a guided tour. Um, But what I would say with River Cruise is you don't have to do them. I think, yes, it's great they're included. Yeah. And it's definitely a massive, you know, benefit of River. And one of the great things is you walk down the gangplank and you're there. Mm. But we always say everything, because it's your holiday, if you've been to, I'm making this up, Budapest 33 times, but you're really doing it for the rest of the itinerary, you can just choose to go off and do one of your own thing. And one thing we do offer on board is we can book tickets for other things on board to save your okay. queuing yeah. so for example if you're in vienna we could book your tickets for the spanish riding school whilst you're there so if you don't want to do the guided tour in vienna okay. you're just going to go to spanish riding school we can book them on the ship you know basically it's just an e-ticket these days now when you print them and then you can go off and enjoy that instead if you want to sounds good sounds good and a nice way to explore uh, as you say places you may have been to before you have that, that yeah. freedom to choose um, i just want to finish by asking about the duro because you've mentioned it a couple of times that your ship is mm. slightly different so it, it's a it's a it's, it's obviously a, a beautiful destination. Porto is one of my favourite mm. cities uh, in Europe. But tell us a bit about the, the product of the Duro and the ship. How different is the ship? Yeah, so the, the ship is only different because it's smaller, if I'm being okay. honest. So, But that is, you know, the positive there is, is less customers on board. So yeah. to give a typical example, on the Danube, our ship might have 160 guests. On the Duro, it's closer to about uh, 100-odd guests. So okay. it's you know, significantly smaller. Yeah, The, the Duro is great because the Duro, you can only sail during the daytime. So it's a lot shorter, smaller hops of like a couple yeah. of hours at a time. The scenery is absolutely stunning. Um, if you like wine and port, it's a very good Happy itinerary. Happy days, yeah. Because <laughs> there's plenty of wine tasting, plenty of port tasting. But I, from, from my experience of it, you know, it's a, it's a very, very scenic, relaxing cruise. Like you say, you sort of generally, you're off the ship, you do a little ex- explore and excursion in the morning, you come back on board, it's sort of you have lunch and it's a couple of hours sailing where you sort of glass of wine on the sun deck, enjoy the scenery. We get to the destination sort of mid, late afternoon. And then we're sort of, because you can't set the night, you're then moored up. So you can then go off and wander and explore, you know, in some of the smaller towns, if there's a local bar, something like that. And you want to, after dinner, go and sit. And and that's, that's to me, what river cruising is all about. You can just go off, explore at your own will. Um, yeah. And I think that's the nice thing, just the ease of getting on and off. That, that's what I love about river cruising. I think the Jura really epitomizes that. Yeah. I, listen, it's one of my favourite places. So, um, you, I, and I've never done a Duro River cruise, which I must do. At some oh well, we'll have to get you. We'll have to get you on one, Andy, because yeah, <laughs> like you say, port, and port, and port, but Porto, you are right. Porto is absolutely lovely. Like I think the first time I ever went to Porto, I genuinely didn't know what to expect, yeah. and it is so much more beautiful than I really imagined it. I mean, probably the only place in the world where I've ever been taken to the train station to look at the tiling, um, oh, really? and how impressive it is in there. I've um, missed out. I've not done be, that. Be, I'm be, gonna have oh, to. So there you go. So. When they said, oh, we're, we're going to go into the train station to look at how you know decorative the tiling is, I thought, oh, my God. Um, but actually, you know, it's absolutely stunning. It's worth so, doing. Yeah, the whole, pl- the whole place is. And then like I say, the food, the wine, the, yeah. the weather, it's an absolutely yeah. lovely, lovely itinerary. So, again, we cater it to that. So, you know, for example, we'll do a barbecue on board the sun deck on one of the nights, yep. you know, because why not enjoy the fact that absolutely. we're in somewhere that's got nicer climbs as well. Yeah, good stuff. Listen, thank you so much, Tom, for talking to us. Um, have a great summer no season 
river cruising. I know there's lots still, uh, lots of years still to come, including Christmas markets, but also the late season as well, still around. So, but thank you for talking to us and we will see you at a clear event very soon. Thank you. Yes, will do. Thanks very much, Andy. And that's all we have time for in this episode. Thank you very much indeed to my guest, Tom Morgan. Thank you to you too for listening. There are plenty more episodes of the Clear River View podcast online at cruising.org where you'll also find details of all of our events, resources and learning. But for now, thank you for joining. We'll see you again very soon.